Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Fatherhood and Parents at Work. Sitting here at the table are the three founders of the-father-hood.com. Hello. Hi. We have nine <laughs> children proudly between us. Myself, eight, six, and four are their ages. How about you, Luke? I've got a two and a half year old and a 15 month old. Oh, oh, <laughs> he's in the fog. You can just hear the dads going, oof. I have four daughters. I have a stepdaughter who's 21 and then five, four, and three in rapid succession. Wow. So that's a busy place at your place, Andrew. Girls galore, girl gangs. Girl gangs are awesome. Yes. We're not a girl gang. We're a gang of fathers and we are here to help you. We're, we're going to at least try. We're trying. Yeah. We're trying to sort out or make sense of this fatherhood journey together as a collective, the three of us and then the members of the fatherhood, people that are listening to this podcast and people that join us on our website, um, sharing stories and sharing perspectives to try and navigate the way through it as best we can. The-father-hood.com. <laughs> But today we're here to talk to you about guilt. Do you ever feel guilt as a parent? Do you feel like you work too many hours? Do you feel like you're not present enough with your kids? Do you feel what? like maybe your tone of voice could have been softer? <laughs> Personal <laughs> reflection from the eyes. <laughs> well, everyone's familiar with the idea of mum guilt, but it turns out that dad guilt might be even more prevalent. The Pew Research Center in the US, they did a study recently on working parents, and they found that about half of working dads, 48%, say they spend too little time with their kids. And that compared with just 26% of working mums. So going by that, dad guilt is a very real thing. Does that ring true to you at all? Uh, look, I feel like I'm comprised mostly of guilt most days. And what, you know, actually our producer said, what does that actually feel like? What do you mean? And guilt to me is just that feeling of coming up short mm. and feeling of regret. Do you know what I mean, Jez? The, the, the regret about the way that you did your day, the decisions you made, the... The things you said, does that sound right? Yeah, I think it's coming up short. So no matter what time you leave the house in the morning, you've left too early to help as much <laughs> as you possibly so could. true. No, no matter what time you get to work, you've arrived too late. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so it begins and it doesn't stop until no, you go to bed. And then you went to bed too late after too many wines <laughs> because you couldn't stop watching City on a Hill on stand. Yeah. So we're carrying this around. I think most parents are, mums and dads. But how do we manage it? That's the challenge is how do we get through life? Can I give you the sunny side now? We've got an answer, I believe. Like Luke's been saying to me the last couple of days, I've spoken to someone, we've got, we've got something for dads. Uh, Luke, have you set the bar high or are you going to deliver? Well, I, I had a fascinating <laughs> chat this week with a guy called Dr. Vijay Roach. Now, he's had an incredible career. He's the president of the Royal Australian New Zealand College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So he's had this incredible career, but... More importantly, he's done that while also being the father of five kids. So his, Ooh, yeah, he even do that. Yeah, so it's, we don't even a, have real jobs, and we, we we're busy. <laughs> so he's had this crazy, crazy time of it, and for him, dad guilt was very, very real. Um, he definitely found himself in some, some dark times, but he's found a way to get through it. And to any dad out there who has struggled with guilt at times, VJ has got something to say that offers hope to every dad out there. So VJ, thanks very much for taking the time to have a chat with us today. Now, you've enjoyed a tremendously successful career as an obstetrician, but on top of that, you're also a father of five. So I feel that you're unusually well qualified to speak on this subject of dad guilt, because most people would be familiar with the concept of mum guilt, the idea that, that mums can often feel guilt because they aren't meeting all of life's demands. 
Do you think a similar concept of dad guilt exists? And if so, what do you think are some of the underlying causes behind it? I think it definitely exists. And one of the ways that I describe it is when I think back to... When I, I see little toddlers, I see how they have little dimples in their hands. And I try to remember my children who were beautiful little babies and beautiful little toddlers. And I try to remember the dimples in their hands before they grew up. And I can't remember it. And that makes me feel sad. It makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel that in some way I let them down and I let myself down by not enjoying or being mindful at the time when they were younger. And I reflect back, my, my youngest is 18 now, my oldest is now 28, and I reflect back over all of those years and all of the opportunities missed, the times when I could have been there for them, the times I could have made different choices. And as you said, my career has uh, been successful, and that is one way of measuring life. But in men, there, I, I wish that I had taken advantage of the opportunities that were presented to me as a father. Now, interestingly, and I think this is a really important message, is it's never all over. And when I had my epiphany, probably when my son, my older son was around about 15, I realised that there still was a, a chance to enjoy my children. And, and I would say over the last 10 years, as a father to older children, I have really enjoyed that. And I have come into my own and my communication with my children, my interaction with them, my involvement in their lives, in my discussion with them regarding the things that are impacting them has been amazing and something I never dreamed of happening. So I think that it's an important message to send to fathers is that while there will be different phases in your children's lives in which you are more present or less present, but that the opportunity never goes. And one doesn't necessarily have to have the qualities or the skills to be a father at every stage of your child's life. And so, Vijay, previously, part of the reason why um, you know you weren't there to, to recognise the dimples in your in your toddler's your toddler's hands, it's a lovely way, lovely detail. Um, that was because you were simply too busy building your building your career as a as a doctor and as an obstetrician. But I don't even know if it, if that was an active process or just that's what you did. Yeah. You got up in the morning, you went to work, and and whether that career ended up being successful or it was simply just what you did, a, a way of earning income, I don't think it was a thoughtful process. I think it was just passively how one interacted with the world. And it brings up that concept of mindfulness. I think in order to be a present parent... It requires podcasts like this one in which we actually pause and think about it because I do think that there is the opportunity for this to be achievable and that's recognising that people have pressures on them to do their job or to earn an income or fulfil their other obligations. But I think that to be a parent uh, is, requires active participation and active thought and mindfulness. And so what happened to me was that I didn't pause and think about being a parent as a component of my life. That was a passive thing. And because it was passive, I ended up paying more attention to the things uh, that, I mean, on reflection, it wasn't that they didn't matter or that they don't matter, they do matter. Making your contribution to the world or doing your job or earning an income is important. 
but I think I could easily have modified my approach to those things and therefore um, ended up enjoying being a parent a lot more. So what did you do to, to change the way you, you interacted with your children as a father? Because it does sound like there was a specific moment when you had this parental epiphany, if you like, and you, you did sort of start to change your way. How did that manifest itself in terms of the, the actual things you were doing on a, on a day-to-day basis? Well, the moment actually was particularly clear, which was when my relationship with my oldest and then probably the other four had become so dysfunctional that uh, we weren't enjoying one another's company at all and we were barely talking. And Cathy, my wife, and I went to a counsellor and we walked into the counsellor and I explained to the counsellor that I was a very famous obstetrician and gynaecologist, that everybody loved me, that I was a totally good bloke and that I had a son and he had all of these problems. And she looked at me and she said, actually, I think you might be the one with the problem. And so we sat down and we explored the ways in which I communicated with my children, in which I was autocratic, uh, a sort of stern disciplinarian rather than someone who listened. And in fact, that that was my greatest failure was that I wasn't listening to them and I wasn't communicating respectfully. And I had to swallow that and that was very difficult to do, but I did. And I went home and I sat with the children and I explained what the counsellor had said to me. And then, then with you know some anxiety, responded and said, yes, that's how they felt. And they, they were aged 15 down to five. And what we did is we all sat around the kitchen table and we talked about how we treated each other. We had these sort of personality questionnaires to do and, and it was sort of interactive and, and everyone had an equal say. And I realised that, actually, I didn't have to be that authoritative father. I didn't have to be in charge. I didn't have to sort of be fearful that if I wasn't in control, it would all fall apart. And that by communicating respectfully with my children, I didn't lose their respect. And it was a a special moment in our family's life that then changed the way that we, and I'd say probably Cathy as well, interacted with our kids. And... I was sort of liberated, I think, as a father to uh, to interact with my children in a much more positive and meaningful and relaxed manner. And I think that was to the benefit of me and to our whole family. And did, did making that change, did that enable you to let go of some of that guilt that you've, that you've begun to feel or at least manage it better? Almost let go of all of it because... I think I'll always carry that sadness of what I think I missed out on as a young father. But it's hard. I don't. I think that's with anything in life. I mean, I'm hopefully a more mature person now than I was back then. I'm a wiser person than I was back then. That's just normal human development. And we need to be gentle with ourselves when we look at our former selves. But I was able to say, okay, that was then. And going back to what I said earlier, is that the opportunity is never lost. The The thing about children is that they're wonderfully forgiving and they're wonderfully resilient and they also desperately want that relationship with you. And so both parties are determined to make it work and both parties can see the positive outcome of a, a good relationship. And so it, it, it's never too late. And, and then letting go of it is also allowed me then to like myself a little bit more and to enjoy my children and my interaction with them so much more. And so what 
practical tips would you give to any other dads who are listening to this out there about how to how to how to how to handle this this challenge, which I, I suppose comes down to balancing balancing your your work and your family responsibilities. I think you need to be contextual because we need to recognise that being a parent is is variable in terms of the age of the child. So being a parent to a baby is different to being a parent to a toddler. I think to sort of just assume that that's a generic thing is, is illogical. When you have a school-aged child, it's going to be different. When they're at university or when they're, they're independent, uh, it will be different. And realising that adjusting who you are and where you are according to that will be relevant. The second thing is, is that one has to practise some self-care as well. And you, you brought up the concept of guilt is that that's unfair. You still do need to be your own human being and you still do need to go to work and you still do need to have a career or, or go out and party or have other interests. Is that that concept that a parent is someone who must act selflessly and deny oneself 24 hours a day every day for the sake of a, a child is something that we always put on women, but I now think we're starting to put on men. And I don't think that that's productive or realistic and I think it's completely unfair. So self-care, I think, is very important. And self-care does not preclude also looking after your children. So I think that it's it's about exploring ways in which being a parent is not just a duty or an oblig obligation, but it's also something that is enjoyable and positive and mutually beneficial. Um, it might be, for example that if I am going to be looking after my child on that day, that I go for a walk so that it's something that I enjoy as much as you know, fulfilling my duties to a little baby uh, that, that needs to be walked around. Uh, it might be that I go to a park or a museum or something that actually gives me stimulation. It might be that I do it with friends so that it isn't just something that is for the sake of the baby. And... I think recognising that your activity outside of the house, whether it be work or income earning or spending time with friends or exercising or playing sport, that by that making you a more fulfilled human being, then that is also to the benefit of your family. So looking at this as a big picture view rather than seeing parenting as something isolated from the rest of your life. I think... The, the subject of self-care that you just brought up is, is absolutely vital. There was a, a lovely quote from the, the former Olympic swimmer Libby, Libby Trickett who, who did suffer um, some uh, perinatal depression and she said, she had a quote that really sort of summed that up. She said, uh, you can't pour from an empty cup, which mm. I think really brought across that idea of uh, the need to look after yourself in order to, I suppose, be a better parent in, in general. But that was Vijay Roach. Thank you very much for your time today. And um, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. You know what I loved about that? Is that's just honesty in, in a brutal form. And yeah. dads are, you know, dads have a way of being like, she'll be right, mate. I'm fine. Everything's all right. Whereas I just, that, that was electric to me. That yeah. was brave. And honesty for him to say in such a senior role that he is still in and has been in for a long time, he's carried these heavy-duty roles to kind of admit so openly, I didn't get it right all the time. Bravo, VJ, And you were right, Luke. That was some heavy, heavy-hitting stuff. Yeah, the detail that really stayed with me is when he talks about his toddlers, the, the dimples on his toddlers' yeah. uh, knuckles, not being able to remember them. Because, I mean, for me, 
I know, look, it's pretty crazy at home at the moment with the little ones and people always say to you, oh, it's when they're, when they're four, everything gets easier. And so they're definitely, there are, you have those occasional dark times when you think, oh, I can't wait for a few years when they're just, a, <laughs> things are a little bit more sane. But yeah, actually yeah. like hearing VJ, it's made me think, well, you know, what? actually you've got to, you've got to like appreciate the here and now. Yeah. And he uses that term, which is coming up a lot now, mindful, like be mm. in the moment and, and appreciate those small moments. And that's one thing I really took out of it is the um, the way that he talks about a way to address this guilt is kind of you can start now, you know, even if you mm. haven't been particularly mindful for the last whatever, however many years it is, you can go home tonight and appreciate whatever age your children are at and what they're bringing to the table because it varies so much across the years. What a toddler can do versus what a 20-year-old can do is vastly different and so they're different things that you can appreciate. So a way of addressing that guilt is... Go, start, you know, get going immediately. And we, you can take that out of that VJ recommendation, implement it straight away. There was a real assurance in there for me because there's a lot of talk at the moment about how kids aren't resilient and that we're not raising resilient children. But he makes a great point in there that made me feel warm inside. He said, kids are resilient and kids will forgive you. So I think men also have a tendency sometimes to think, oh, it's too far gone. Um, I've just been... Uh, it's I've, I've been too bad for too long. I've been too impatient for too yeah, long. Yeah. I've been away from work for too long to try and fix this. So he says, yes, you can start today. But he gives you that really great assurance mm -hmm. that don't worry, kids are resilient. And the best part of all, kids will forgive you. They want to forgive you. So don't, dads out there, take this as that, that pat on the back you need to say you can start today. Yep. And your slate is clean. Like, yeah. what a good feeling that it's is. It's not like you've been eating hamburgers your entire life and then you're hugely fat and then you've got to <laughs> work it off to get to a base point. I, just, going, I was seeking yeah. a crystal clear metaphor. <laughs> I'm not sure that's it, but I love it anyway. <laughs> work with me. And he's saying, forget yeah. the hamburgers you had yesterday. You can start today and be trim. Exactly. And it's, it's not a nine-month program that Luke would have tried to sell us from Men's Health as editor the last decade, Luke. No, look, I, mean, I guess ultimately what he... he offers all of us is hope that's a narrative that i feel like we can all take on as well like let let's take a bit of vj mm. to our next debrief with another dad because and he didn't boss. lay on in terms of the hope he didn't lay on massive expectations to me as a, a listener to that interview when you're talking to him like he's not saying oh tonight you got to go home and spend an hour reading books or you got to be you know doing all sorts of things on weekends and being a super dad <laughs> he was saying enjoy their dimples or enjoy the moment whatever that whatever may phase be. they're in yeah and it doesn't need to be mega we don't need to need to put our pressure on ourselves to go oh right i've now got to be doing all these things it's just be be there with them it's a it's something we can all do and also i think it all came through that we're in it for the long haul you know if you if you have a, <laughs> if you have it if you had a, have a bad bad few months you know you, you always got time to redeem yourself so that wraps up another podcast brought to you by the fatherhood and parents at work if you're interested in learning some more about the fatherhood, please add your name to our mailing list at www.the-father-hood.com. Luke, thank you very much for bringing that interview to the table. Thank you. <laughs> and Andrew, thank you as always. Thanks. Just remember, Dad, you can dad it your way. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs>
or would like to send us your feedback, please email info at parentsatwork.com.au.